welcome to Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Vlakis, and I'm an expert certified fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of The Dietologist, a multiple award-winning virtual fertility and pregnancy nutrition clinic serving thousands from around the world, and of course, the host of this pod, Fertility Friendly Food. This podcast is dedicated to all things health and nutrition in the world of fertility, reproductive health, and pregnancy. Each week, I bring you practical snack size episodes to help improve your lifestyle on your trying to conceive journey, alongside guest expert interviews to help inspire you to learn and grow whilst you grow your family. Welcome back and holy mackerel, it's almost the silly season. I can hear Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey already and I know the next six or so weeks as we head towards Christmas and New Year's is going to absolutely fly by. It's a manic time of year for us at the dietologist too. Most people at this time of the year are frantically reaching out in pretty desperate need of help. They realize the year is coming to an end and that they can hardly believe that they are not pregnant yet. It's utterly heartbreaking. Also means we are usually maximum capacity in terms of one-on-one consultations as we also get people prepped for 2024 fertility treatments or people who are being proactive and first-time triers. So it's kind of all systems go at this time of the year, but this will be our last official episode of Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast season four. And the next episode that will drop will be an important announcement about this podcast moving into the future. So it won't be all the information and all the good stuff you're listening to, almost like a little bit of announcement. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So in the festive spirit, whether you see it just as a string of public holidays or an opportunity to don your whole house in Christmas getup, I wanted to share some of my top tips to help you navigate the holiday season when trying to conceive with practical tips when it comes to food, alcohol, and those comments from your Auntie Carol about when you're having kids that really just sting. Now, the holidays are one of the best times of the year. We look forward to it. We have time off work. We have more freedom with our time, sleep-ins, a lot more parties, socializing, seeing our friends and family, feasting on delicious food, and inevitably a lot more booze as well. Now, for those who want to try to conceive for the first time in the new year for both women and men, you want to be paying attention to your diet and lifestyle for a minimum of 90 days prior to actively trying to conceive. And similar goes to those of you who are tuning in who are a bit of veterans in the fertility world. The sperm and egg that could potentially get you pregnant in Jan, Feb, March or April is well and truly in production mode in December, if not a little bit beyond that. So these last few months as you head into the end of the year and early next year is really going to play a role in how things unfold for you in the new year. So whilst for stress management and just general life, we absolutely encourage you to soak up the holiday season I think some extra attention in this holiday period is warranted if you're planning to try for a baby in the new year. So for our IVF and fertility treatment warriors, this is really relevant for you too, although certainly comes with a bit of a heavier weight of often having maintained these kinds of changes for a long period of time. So thinking about the spacing of your treatment cycles with your values and goals around the holidays may be something to consider if that's an option for you. So for some people, they just want a complete break over the holidays. They want to go on their trip. 
They want to drink the margaritas by the pool. They just want to unplug from fertility stuff for a couple of weeks and it's totally understandable. I think in that situation, you may then want to consider when you would then commence like a stim cycle or transfer cycle as a result of that. And there is very little harm in delaying things in most cases, as we've seen in some of the latest research, particularly if you're then using that gap to reinstate those healthy habits again. Now, this year will actually be my fifth Christmas of helping fertility clients. So let's discuss some of my top tips that I use with one-on-one clients to help navigate the holidays. Number one is don't go overboard with alcohol. While we all know we have no safe limit for alcohol when pregnant, did you know that alcohol can also impact both female and male fertility as well as your chances of conceiving? Even light drinking, two standard drinks per week in some cases can impact your chances of falling pregnant and increase the time it takes for you to fall pregnant. For men in particular, heavy drinking can reduce sex drive, poor sexual performance and impact the quality of sperm. For women, we do know that fertility complications, impacts on hormonal profiles, ovulation can occur between two to seven or more standard drinks weekly. So it just depends on the studies that you cite. We tell our clients two standard drinks or more in some studies are increasing the risk of miscarriage. So probably that's your max, which is not a lot when you think about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and Boxing Day and then New Year's Eve's right around the corner. It can be really challenging. So the silly season is often going to bring more glasses of wine, cocktails, beers, and endless chances to have a few. Limiting your alcohol intake can be a really valuable thing to be thinking about. BYOing some heaps of alcohol-free alternatives now that taste really good, that aren't high in sugar, that poured into a glass, no one's really going to ask you any questions about, which I'll talk about in a second. So pick something that you like, try something out. I love the Naked Life drinks. I've been trying them out over the past few months and really enjoy some of their flavors. They're readily available even in bottle shops now. So pick some up while everyone else is getting their alcoholic beverages. So it can be a really simple way to still socially engage without uh, consuming alcohol if you're choosing to be completely alcohol free. Now, on a practical level, many of my clients really worry about what other people are going to think of them sipping on a mocktail or just drinking water at a Christmas party or scared about fielding the are you pregnant questions, which is 110% poor form on the person who's asking you part, not yours. And every time I've posted about this on Instagram, I always get a lot of backlash of like, well, nobody should be asking. And I'm like, I agree. But the reality is people do ask. And then that puts you in an awkward position a lot of the time. So I like to equip people with a few simple quote unquote excuses, not that you need them, that you can use. And hopefully this helps. So my favorite one is I'm taking antibiotics or medication at the moment, so I can't drink. Another one is I'm a designated driver. If you would like to make things a little bit more personal, you can say alcohol gives me horrible migraines, headaches, violent gut issues. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Or if you want to and it's someone you're close to or someone you want to share with, you can just say you're trying to conceive and that no alcohol is the best option. This is being widely publicized here in Australia with the Every Moment Matters campaign. So I hope that this is resonating for those who aren't trying to conceive in society more broadly and not question so much. Number two is to be smart with sugar-laden foods. As we know, a healthy diet can be really important in supporting your chances of conceiving. So naturally, refined carbohydrates and sugars may be not so helpful when it comes to our fertility. 
but the holidays are a time to enjoy Christmas pudding, pavlova, ice cream and more and we are all about the enjoyment of food over here. However, the silly season often stretches out to multiple weeks over the summer here in Australia. We find for many clients this starts to become a daily multiple daily thing for days and weeks on end and this is typically where we start to see some impacts on their goals and just in general in how they feel. As a quick research recap in males who eat an excessive amount of sugar and refined carbs there has been links to lower semen quality and increased rates of infertility and similarly high sugar diets in women are associated with reduced fertility as well. This might be due to the glycemic impact on our blood sugar levels and insulin and this may interfere with ovulation, may also impact the lining of the uterus as well particularly the lining of the uterus part is particularly relevant if you already have a blood glucose regulation issue like you have insulin resistance or PCOS for example. Now some personal insights from me with on the sugar front I'm a big sweet tooth I love dessert but as a Mediterranean the way that I've always grown up with big family gatherings and lots of eating is that all feasts are always rounded out with some fruit usually before or simultaneously with dessert after a meal. Now, personally, I find this helps me a lot, crowd my plate with lots of yummy fruit, which I adore, especially here in Australia. Christmas is peak summer fruit time with mangoes, cherries, grapes, berries, and it's just so lush. I love them all. And then having a piece of your favorite cake or dessert alongside, I find that this is such an effective strategy for managing how much dessert you have for many people as the fiber and the fluid from the fruit is kind of filling up your tummy and then the dessert kind of tickles your taste bud. Plus, there's always leftovers so you can always enjoy your favorite dessert mindfully in a similar way in the days to come. I think there's a lot of FOMO at this time of the year with desserts as well. Oh, how often do I get to eat pavlova and all those kinds of things. And that may genuinely be true. You know, your auntie from interstate only comes for Christmas and she only makes her famous pavlova once a year. So obviously you're going to take up those opportunities. But for a lot of people, I always get them to ask themselves, particularly after a day of a lot of eating, is that how much do you genuinely enjoy that particular item when you are already like full up to your throat in food? It's actually not that enjoyable. The whole experience afterwards, you feel painfully full, you feel sleepy. And I mean, some people love that feeling, but personally, it makes me feel really bloated, really uncomfortable. And I hate how I feel in that time, not out of body image, just simply just how I feel. So now I'm at a point where actually I'm just like, you know what, I will absolutely eat your pavlova, but maybe just a small piece today and I'll take the rest home or can we save it and I'll have it for Boxing Day tomorrow when I can really enjoy it. Because actually the enjoyment of that food isn't going to be maximized when I'm bursting at the seams from Christmas lunch or whatever it is. So those boundaries and that kind of confidence in knowing that it'll be there, depending on your history, can be really different. But it's something that you can consider and sometimes an exercise that I like to do with some of my clients as well. The next point is to watch the soft drinks and sodas, which is a common thing to come up at this time of the year. However, before you reach for the cola or lemonade at your next party, Let's look at some of the research. So drinking one or more soft drinks, energy drinks or sodas per day has been shown to reduce fertility in both women and men, causing a significant 20% reduction in the average monthly chances of conception for both sexes. 
So the goal here is to minimize both alcohol and sugary drinks this silly season if you can. Obviously the best option is water, but let's be honest, it's kind of boring. You can try things like kombucha, sparkling soda. The occasional zero sugar soda option is also fine. There's also such a huge range of sugar-free mocktails and alcohol alternatives now available in the market. Like I said, honestly, put an orange slice lemon wedge in one of those. Nobody's going to know that you're not drinking a cocktail if that's what's on your mind. The next tip is to focus on nutritious options. We've heard about what to avoid. Let's focus on what to prioritize. Of course, for fertility, we want a diet rich in whole grains, healthy fats, veggies, fruits, lean proteins, especially seafood and fiber. And this can help improve female and male related fertility concerns. There are lots of festive favorites are actually quite nutritious. Roasted turkey with roasted veg. Try something new with a whole roasted salmon. Enjoy lots of yummy seafood like fresh prawns and oysters for a huge boost of iodine and zinc. You can switch up your potato salad for a homemade variety made the Mediterranean way without the creamy dressing. Seriously, it's a game changer. The first time I ever went to a party as a kid and potato salad came out like with mayo or sour cream or whatever, makes it all creamy and white. I was shocked and horrified (laughs) because Greeks make their potato salad really different, which I strongly prefer and a lot of my clients actually really prefer too, but it's literally steamed potatoes, red onion, red capsicum, cucumber, fresh parsley, sometimes add olives as well, and then just a simple olive oil and balsamic vinaigrette. It's so good and so much lighter than a creamy potato salad. Summery salads like slaws, mango avocado salsa. If you're a grazing platter fan, then bulk up the platter. Sub out some of the crackers for colorful and crunchy veg like carrot sticks, cucumber sticks, cherry tomatoes. Opt for veggie-laden dips like guacamole or beetroot hummus or tzatziki. A great tip is that if you're heading to a party, you're not quite sure what the food options are, BYO a plate, something that will be a nutritious addition. A fruit platter is never going to go down poorly. Bring your favorite salad. I love to bring a caprese salad in the shape of a Christmas wreath. Very simple. Slices of tomatoes, which are in season. Bocconcini, the big ones fresh and sliced and then fresh basil with a quick little drizzle of olive oil and balsamic glaze. It looks really fancy. It's really easy. A good way to get in some extra veg and herbs as well. Pop a huge tray of roasted veg in the oven. You can even buy all the roast veg pre-chopped in the supermarket. Top with a bunch of olive oil, garlic, fresh herbs and crumble with extra feta and fresh herbs when you serve. It looks super gourmet, but it's super easy. And then everyone else will have something nutritious to add to their plates as well as you. So I love that idea and I think it is so much more simple than what we tell ourselves. And number five is to incorporate movement regularly. Rest is so important, both physical and mental. Many of our clients, they find that with the travel, family events and more, getting to their regular classes of Pilates or the gym or whatever they've been doing, falls down the priority list, which is totally understandable. Incorporating some movement each day can be a really helpful way to prioritize your general health. Put on your SPF, grab your relatives for a post-Christmas lunch, family walk, go see the Christmas lights, head to the local park, play some cricket or frisbee as the sun sets, go for a swim at the beach or the pool if you have access to one, or my personal favorite is I like to instigate a water fight. It never ceases to put me out of breath. (laughs) 
and you have no idea that you're exercising very, very hard <laughs> trying to win the water fight. It doesn't need to be hitting the gym, but some joyful movement with your loved ones can not only create festive memories, but also help support your preconception and fertility health too. My last point is going to be about dealing with unwanted comments about trying for a baby. Undeniably, I am yet to meet someone in January who doesn't have this experience with at least one well-meaning relative. But my God, are comments like, so when are you going to hurry up and have a baby when you're trying really hard? Or even if you're not, it's still out of line. It's just a piping hot dagger to the heart. Now, I wish we could just educate everybody else, including your Auntie Carol, so you don't have to deal with that. But the reality of the matter is, is that probably isn't going to be achievable in a couple months time. So here are some of my favorite tools and replies that you can have prepared for when Auntie Carol and Uncle Steve handball that delightful question over to you whilst you have a mouthful of potato salad happening. Depending on your personality and your relationship to the individual asking, here are a selection of responses that you can choose from. And I have borrowed these from the incredible Lucy Lyons from True Lines Fertility in her blog post on this topic, which I have linked in the show notes for you. So the first one is, that's a really good question. I wish I knew the answer. Sometimes these things take longer than you think. We hope sometime soon. It doesn't always happen just because you want it to. I'm not sure. It's something we are still figuring out. When the time is right, it will happen. Perhaps we may not ever have a baby. We're not sure yet. The answer to that question is not really in our hands. We're getting the best help available. So maybe 2024 is our year. It's not something I feel comfortable talking about right now. Can we talk about something else? This is a really personal question. Some people have a hard time getting pregnant and questions like that can make them feel bad about their situation. Having a child is one of the most important decisions in life and making that decision takes a lot of time and thought. You can go a more comedic route. I already have one. And then you can refer to your dog, your cat, or even your partner tomorrow. The other is, I don't know, but we're already on the hunt for babysitters. Can I count you in? The other is, actually, it's a private matter. Can we change the subject? Well, we're trying. We're doing our best. We just haven't been lucky yet. Like I said, these are all from Lucy Lyons' article, which I will leave linked in the show notes for you all. My other favorite strategy is to brief your partner, mom, sister about what is going on and get them to save the day and change the topic, subject, if they hear what is happening to save you just that mental capacity and heartache and even having to come up with one of these replies. The other strategy is simply ignore them and change the subject, which is equally fine too. So that's my quick guide to navigating the silly season when trying to conceive. I hope it is a time for you that is filled with quality time with the people who care the most about you and who you love, delicious food, incredible memories, and ultimately a distraction from the trying to conceive fertility world for a bit. I know for many of you, it can be some of the most difficult times, just like Mother's Day and Father's Day can be. I just want you to know that we see you and I want to send our love your way and that we're here for you. Now, this is our last official episode of season four of Fertility Friendly Food, our 2023 season, which has had more guests, more insights, and of course, our real life fertility story series too. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening, your feedback, ratings, reviews, shares, and support. It means the world to me and the dietologist team who put so much time, effort, and energy into each episode. The next episode will just be a little update about the future of the podcast. But as always, please hit follow 
Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it around with your partner, friend, family member, colleague, or just to your social media and give us a tag at the underscore dietologist. We love to see it. Just quickly, are you currently trying to conceive or are you on a fertility journey? If so, you can feel like there are 101 things you could or should be doing when it comes to your preconception or fertility health. It's easy to get overwhelmed really quickly. This is exactly why we created our preconception lifestyle checklist. It's one page for you and one page for your partner, categorized into supplements, diet, lifestyle and environmental factors, and we focus on the low-hanging fruit. These are simple but effective strategies known to help improve your health and well-being for fertility and also for a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby too. Over 5,000 people have downloaded it already. Do you want your free copy too? Head to the link in the show notes now to swipe your free checklist. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast, acknowledges the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connections to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to First Nation cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all First Nations people tuning in today. This podcast is recorded on the land of the Gadigal people of the Aura Nation.